Tunisia May inflation hits a 31-year high. South Africa's GDP grows more than expected and Nigeria's trade balance swings to a surplus. And we look at capital flight at the Nairobi Securities Exchange. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. Foreign investors withdrew a net of 4.2 billion Kenya shillings from the Nairobi Securities Exchange last month, continuing the flight to Western markets where interest rates have risen sharply in the last few months. Net sales by foreign investors have been on the rise for the past three months, a period in which the U.S. has increased its benchmark rate in line with a rise in inflation. In March... Investors sold a net of 1.45 billion Kenya shillings, rising to 1.74 billion Kenya shillings in April and 4.2 billion shillings last month. Kenya Ngige Miner, equities and investment analyst at Genghis Capital, joins us for this episode to elaborate on the factors responsible for capital flight at the Nairobi Securities Exchange. So on the issue of the NSC and um, the outflows out of uh, NSC investments, My take on that is that uh, there are a couple of reasons that mix well together or uh, operate like a well-oiled machine. So one, uh, prior to the pandemic, of course, Kenya had gotten a boost in its uh, somewhat visibility rating or visibility in terms of uh, Kuwait had been upgraded um, uh, from from, uh, the uh, Africa index or more more up to the EMEA Emerging Market Index. And as such, uh, give up some space. Uh, give up some space for some of the African countries um, to climb up, especially on the telco sector. And one such country that really climbed up, I think, over four percentage points or five percentage points, was Kenya. And one of the stocks that was highly visible was Safaricom. So this was good news in terms of visibility. Of course, one to Safaricom uh, and the telco sector, and two to Kenya as a, a big wig on the. Uh, uh, frontier space. So with Kuwait's exit from the frontier to the emerging, it made Kenya, it gave Kenya a bump uh, more to be visible to, especially international investors somewhere sitting in Miami and they're looking at, I want to have uh, exposure into the uh, frontier uh, telco space. So one such companies that would come top of that list would be Safaricom. That was a big boost for us. But then came in the exogenous factors that uh, we've been talking about on the channel. And one of such, one of uh, such factors was, of course, there's the, uh, quote unquote, the World War Three, which is the, of course, the uh, Russian invasion of the Ukraine. Uh, with, with it came the, you know, supply bottlenecks, uh, in terms of logistics, in terms of, uh, available right for cargo with Africa especially being uh, a country where you know it's it's not a high demand country it's not a high margin country so uh, world cargo freighters of course uh, look down on Africa and would rather uh, uh, reallocate their uh, cargo freights to countries that you know there's more um, more quote unquote sort of volatility in terms there's more movement if I would put it, that's a better way to put it, where there's more movement and where it's more profitable and makes more business sense. So with these such uh, bottlenecks, it became harder for Africa, of course, uh, you know, in, in everyone trying to fight the pandemic, there were more challenges uh, for Africa in terms of we were not exporting more. Of course, uh, countries had gone into sort of lockdowns world over. So we were not exporting more and we were not receiving as uh, as, as sufficient uh, foreign exchange in terms of uh, such exports, we are now receiving less. And to pile it, to pile more pressure to African frontier in general is we are not also ex- 
you know, we were not exporting and we were importing less. So managing our fiscal space became uh, somewhat of a liability. Uh, you know, we had to go into um, debt, uh, both local and foreign. Uh, for those who could access the foreign debts at, at cheaper rates, that was not something that was uh, coming through easily. So we had to go on to health or emergency measures where IMF, World Bank, and the G25, the G10, the G7s would come in and just give us some sort of debt relief. So it was it was a pain point for most of the African frontier space. And as such, when investors are looking at uh, such factors, then in terms of a sovereign risk, the African space or the frontier space became uh, more risky. So they would rather uh, reallocate their capital to areas of safety, what we call a flight to safety of capital. So they'd rather get a 2% or a 0% or even some countries, if you look at investments in Germany during the pandemic, you'd notice that uh, investors would rather pay the government to just pack their cash there because it was more, it is easier to lose a 75 bips on your investment or a 50 bips or 25 bips on investment than come here and risk gaining 15% only to lose everything. So as such, we've seen such kind of, uh, of, of capital outflows from especially as Kenya and the frontier space in general, it's nothing really to do with uh, uh, with the fundamentals of the of the listed companies. It's just exogenous factors that really affected us. That was Kevin Ngigemina, equities and investments analyst at Genghis Capital. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Nigeria posted a trade surplus of 971 billion naira in March of 2022, compared with a deficit of 873 billion naira in the same month of the previous year. It's the largest trade surplus since September of 2019, as exports jumped 154% to 2,805 billion naira, boosted by shipments of raw materials that went up by 606%. Crude oil went up by 200 and 8.5% and solid minerals are up 109%. Among major export partners, sales rose mainly to Europe by 277%, notably Italy, where sales rose by 759%, and Spain, where sales rose by 433%. Meanwhile, imports fell 7.3% to 1,834 billion on lower purchases of energy products. Among the major import partners, purchases decreased mostly from Asia by 16.2%, uh, with India coming in with a minus 22.1%, Europe a minus 10.9%, of which Spain comes in with a decrease of 73%, the Netherlands a 57% decrease, and Italy a 44% decrease. Now, the annual inflation rate in Tunisia accelerated for the eighth straight month to 7.8% in May of 2022 from 7.5% in the prior month. It's the highest reading since October of 1991, mainly explained by soaring prices of alcoholic beverages and tobacco, housing and utilities, furnishings and restaurant and hotels. Meanwhile, inflation slowed a bit for food and non-alcoholic beverages, clothing and footwear and communication. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.9%, slowing from a 1.4% rise in the previous month. The South African GDP advanced by 1.9% on quarter in the three months to March of 2022, following an upwardly revised 1.4% rise in the previous period, 
as well as above market estimates of a 1.2% rise. It's the second consecutive quarter of economic expansion helped by the easing of all remaining COVID-19 restrictions. Eight out of 10 activities recorded growth in production, notably manufacturing, trade, catering and accommodation, finance, real estate and business services, and transport, storage and communication. Year on year, the economy expanded by 3%, accelerating from 1.7% growth in the prior period, matching market forecasts. The statistics agency said the economy is about the same size as it was before the pandemic. And a quick look at the markets. Bitcoin tumbled below 30,000 US dollars as investors ditched riskier assets amid lingering concerns about slowing economic growth on a backdrop of higher inflation coupled with aggressive tightening monetary policy. On top of that, mounting concerns about a regulatory crackdown have put the world's leading digital asset under persistent pressure. Ethereum dropped nearly 5%, while Solana declined by over 10% in a trading session where all the major cryptocurrencies were in negative territory. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial and you can find me at Ruthadong.com.